Welcome to Being Eve. I'm your host, Casey Alexis, and this podcast is designed for the everyday woman who seeks to do more than just survive. You want to thrive. The goal is to inspire, empower, and encourage you as you find commonalities within my story and the stories of some extraordinary guests. Join me as we dive into this brand new episode. Hey there, ladies. Welcome back to Being Eve. It is Let's Talk Tuesday, so let's talk. So ladies, this podcast episode is entitled, It's Not Working. How many of you can attest to saying that at some time in your life, as you was trying to accomplish a goal, a dream, a relationship, and you just have to sit back and say to yourself, wow, it's not working. So ladies, recently I had a moment like that and I wanted to bring it here on the podcast to hopefully inspire, encourage, and empower you all as you go throughout this season in your life. And if you're having a moment where you're just like, it's not working, I wanted to share my heart with you as to what I learned in those moments. And hopefully it will empower, encourage, and inspire you to keep pressing forward. When you say to yourself, God, it's not working. It's not working. What is going on? So often on the podcast, you hear me repeat that scripture, faith without works is dead, right? But what happens when the very thing that we are having faith for, the very thing that we are believing for, And most importantly, the very thing that we're working towards just isn't working. What happens in those moments where you are feeling frustrated, you're feeling distressed, annoyed, especially because you aren't able to achieve a specific thing and you feel this great and heavy prevention from progressing, succeeding, or fulfilling exactly what you want to do. And you say to yourself, it's not working. How many of us have looked at our vision boards and our purpose boards and our goals and dreams and desires that we've all written out and we find ourselves looking at the thing and saying, it's not working. We're ready to pack up that thing and throw it in the trash because we're like, it's not working. How many times have you gotten to that point? Man, oh man, when those feelings of frustration come up and those three words start popping out of our minds and in our hearts and in our out of our mouths we're like it's not working i wanted to share how to press on forward and keep moving forward despite that feeling despite that frustration and what i learned through it so recently well i won't say recently towards the end of 2019 my husband and i had made a decision we're going to move forward on three specific things that we wanted to accomplish for our family. We decided we were going to do it and we started making transitions within our family in order to get those things accomplished. We truly believed at the heart of our core that this is something that God wants for us to do. Because we so often, you also hear me say on this podcast, and we know 
these scriptures. And if you don't know these scriptures, please look them up. It says, without vision, my people perish, right? Another one is saying, write down the vision and make it plain. So we all know that our God wants us to have vision. And we all know that every good and perfect gift comes from above. And every good thing, every good idea, every good dream, every good vision, I truly believe comes from heaven. Because anything that's going to help and support and encourage and inspire and empower God's people to be the best versions of themselves, I truly believe it's from God because his enemy, Satan is not going to give you anything good and put anything good in your heart that's going to help anybody, right? He's not going to do that. So anything good that helps others, support others, empowers your community, empowers your home, first and foremost, encourages your community, encourages society, empowers society is a good thing. And every good and perfect gift comes from God. So when you start working on those good things and you start seeing doors close, you start seeing opposition, you start seeing um, things just break down in front of you, you're like, whoa, 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 what is this, God? Why isn't this working? So as my husband and I are going through this transition, we're like, whoa, 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 what is this, God? Why isn't this working? And so I recently just began to kind of shut down and quiet myself, right? Because oftentimes when I start feeling that feeling of frustration, that emotion where distress and annoyance start to pop up in me, um, I start feeling either angry, I start feeling low, I start feeling my self-confidence decrease, my self-esteem start to go low, stress and depression starts to try to take a, a place in my heart and in my mind. I get quiet and I don't get quiet or shut down as an emotional response. I get quiet because I don't want to spread that. I'm big at not spreading those things because a lot of times what we don't realize, ladies, is that these feelings and emotions have to go somewhere. They don't stay inside. They show up in our bodies, in the way that we care for ourselves, in the way that we manage and handle other people, in the way that we speak. So it comes out. So even if you try to fool yourself and say, Oh, I'm keeping all the system bottled in. It doesn't stay bottled in. It comes out in our behaviors. It comes out in our thoughts. It comes out the way we treat ourselves, the way we treat our children, the way we treat our spouse and our relationships. So it's important to really be in tune with oneself. So when you see these emotions start to come up, what to do in order to manage them, what to do in order to release them in the right way so it doesn't impact the people you care about the most. And that's something that I'm really mindful of. So I kind of shut down and I take all those things in and I start to give them to God. I start to go and pray about them. I start to leave them at his feet. I start to talk to him like, God, I don't know what this is, you know, and oftentimes it's just me laying down and, and just praying and talking to him quietly until I fall asleep. And I, I do that so I can wake up the next day with a whole new mindset, with a new set of eyes, right? A new set of vision. Maybe there's something else that he wants me to do. Maybe I'm not looking in the right place. Maybe I'm not asking the right people. Maybe there's something else that I need to do that I'm just missing. And so once I started to do that, I started listening to a podcast that Friday morning, the Secret to Success podcast. And one of the things that they were talking about on that 
particular episode. I can't remember the title right now, but I'll definitely link it in the show notes for any of you who may be interested in listening to that episode. It, they talked about taking accountability for your own actions when things aren't going the way that you hope they would go. Like taking responsibility for your mistakes, right? Owning those things so as you move forward, you can begin to learn from your past mistakes, change your behavior, and begin to move in the direction that you wanted to move and accomplish the things that you wanted to accomplish. And I took that information, I started to self-reflect. Because so often, ladies, when things begin to break down and things aren't working the way that we want them to work, human nature often looks for someone or something to blame. We often look at pointing the finger. That's what human nature does, right? It doesn't want to take accountability. It wants to blame someone else. And so when I received the opposition and my husband and I were receiving the opposition we were receiving, I automatically started to take out my wrath on the person that was delivering the information to me or the person that was providing me the communications. I automatically start to say, well, they're the problem and they're wrong and they're not righteous and they are this and they are that. And then I had to sit back and say, you know what, Casey, I need to take heed to what I was hearing in regards to taking accountability and finding my own mistake and taking a hold of that mistake and learning from it. Because I don't want to make those mistakes again. I don't want that mistake to find me. I don't want to stop me from moving forward because I did not learn from my own messed up behavior. And it goes back to something that I shared on the the GEMS episode from Thursday um, entitled GEMS from the um, Grace Period. And that was everything is permissible but not everything is beneficial, right? We can make choices all day long. Whatever choice we decide to make, we can make those choices, but the consequences to those choices carries life or carries death. And oftentimes in the decision-making process, we don't realize it at the moment that the choices that we make will eventually come home to roost. They will eventually carry those consequences. And sometimes those consequences show up right away. And sometimes those consequences show up two, three years from now. But at the end of the day, they're going to show up. You will eventually reap what you have sown. And that's why it's so important, ladies, that even as we are experiencing opposition to take a moment to find out and to look for any area within that opposition where we brought the opposition, where we made the mistake that brought this thing to the table. Because at the end of the day, there are certain things that transpire that are a direct result of our own decisions. And therefore, at that moment, we got to take accountability and we got to learn from that mistake in order to move forward. So when I began to look and my husband and I began to sit down and look, we saw our mistakes. We saw the reason why they're able to do certain things that they were doing in order to oppose the decisions, the, well, the transition that we were trying to make, it was because of our own mistakes. And so we had to own that. We had to own that. We had to take ownership of it and begin to learn how to change our behavior so we don't make those decisions again. And with that, of course, came a number of other lessons that I wanted to share at this moment 
these lessons that I hope you learn from me as I share my story and share what I've learned. And hopefully you can take it for yourself and begin to use it. If you're experiencing opposition, let me self-examine myself based upon what she learned. Hopefully I can learn and make some changes in my life that can help me transition through these oppositions that although they may be warranted, they won't keep me down. Because the opposition may be warranted, right? It may be warranted because I make those mistakes, but what it's not going to do is stop me from pushing forward. And that's the grace of God, right? That's his grace, unmerited favor, that although we deserve the opposition by his grace, it will not keep us down. We could be a, we can, and we are able to press on forward through that opposition to get to where we need to get to. Because at the end of the day, Christ overcame all of this, right? He overcame it. But as we go through it, right, we'll learn what we need to learn. And by his grace, we become overcomers because through his grace, we are able to push through that opposition to get to where we need to go. So ladies, as I begin to reflect over the course of my lesson, right, um, all of the feelings that I was feeling, the frustration, the anxiety, the annoyance, uh, all of that. As I began to process it all, um, I learned some things along the way. And the first one was, Casey, hold on to your declaration for this year. Last year, season one, I shared that my declaration was to be strong and courageous. That was the declaration that I set for myself as I went through 2019 to be strong and courageous in the things that I was doing. And of course, with that, I experienced opposition. I experienced challenges, but it all built in me the strength that I needed and the courage that I needed in order to overcome and to do the things that I have been purposed and called to do. Same thing with this year, Casey. Regardless of what you saw last year, this year, the new year, and of course, you're going to experience challenges. You're going to experience that opposition, but it's going to be in line with everything that you have declared for this year over your life. And for 2020, I declared a year of victory and increase. So of course, with victory, it's going to come opposition, right? But once you overcome that particular opposition, you have victory. And once you have victory, you have an increase. And so hold on to that declaration. Don't let it go based upon what you're seeing, because we shouldn't be living by sight, sense, and circumstance. But what we should be living by is faith, right? We should be living by the word of God. We should be living by what he said to us and what he's confirmed and affirmed in us. And so therefore that declaration, hold on to it. As you move through this thing called life, don't drop it and don't let it go. So ladies, as you're moving, as you're ebbing and flowing through this thing called life and things are not going the way that you seemed or hoped for it to go, let me remind you, hold on to their declaration. Where's your declaration for this year? What did you declare over your life for this year? Hold on to it. Put it at the forefront of your mind that as you go through this thing called life and you begin to get opposition, challenges come your way, don't drop your goals, your dreams, and your visions for your life. 
hold on and speak those declarations over your life because that's what's going to get you through. And that's what I had to remind myself. Like, Casey, the same thing that transpired last year is going to happen this year. And there may be a bit more to it now because now you're growing, you're leading in a certain capacity, you are an example for a lot of women before you, so you are going to experience some form of opposition. But don't stop. Keep pressing forward and keep doing what you have been called to do for such a time as this. A matter of fact, through this opposition that I experienced, I my dreams got even bigger. My thoughts got even bigger. My imagination began to increase at a, a larger magnitude than I never thought and imagined. And so it's interesting how certain things can transpire in your life and what the enemy thought that would happen end up being the complete opposite. Yeah, I went through the quitting phase, right? And yeah, I went through the angry phase. And yes, my self-confidence went down. And of course, so did my self-esteem. And stress and depression was almost at the door to overtake me. But I had to remind myself of who I am because of whose I am. I'm a child of the living God. And I had to remind myself of those declarations that I had written down for my life and knowing that, hey, my God is not a God that he should lie. So if he's told me these things, I'm going to hold on to them and I'm not going to let them go despite what may be in front of me, despite what I may see. And that leads me into the second thing that I learned. Don't make rash decisions when a door closes, ladies. Wait and be patient. So often, ladies, because we have the ability to give life to certain things and we can change things around and we can make something out of nothing, we go ahead of God and start to make something out of nothing. <laughs> we start creating and concocting these plans and they always fall short or they dig us up in a deeper hole. And so with that being said, stop for a moment. When things are not going how you want them to go and you're feeling great opposition and you're experiencing challenges, it's okay to stop for a moment and get your bearings. It's okay to stop for a moment and take a pause and connect with God again and find out exactly what you need to do. Should you go left? Should you go right? Should you move forward or should you stop? It's okay to do that because again, he sees all and he knows all. So why try to do things in our own strength? Why try to strive in our own flesh if we are able to stop for a moment, wait and be patient and see what God is telling us to do? In Philippians 4 verse 6 through 8, it says, don't worry about anything. Don't be anxious for nothing. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ. So don't be anxious. Don't worry about anything. If things are not going like how you need to go, stop, wait, be patient, pray about it. Tell him what you're experiencing. Tell God exactly how you're feeling. Thank him for taking you through the situation, even though you may be in it. Gratitude opens a lot of doors, ladies. And when we are grateful and we're operating in a space of gratitude, 
You cannot imagine what can transpire in your life. Take time to do that and experience God's peace as he overflows you with his peace. And then it will exceed your understanding. And then from that understanding, you will gain exactly what you need to gain in order to move forward. I'm learning more and more that I don't want to strive in my flesh for anything. And what that means is I don't want to concoct my own plans to try to make things happen. Whatever God has for me, it is going to be for me. What he needs for me is obedience. That's it. That's all he needs from me. He will work out the rest. So I had to stop and really just re-engage with my father and say, Lord, what am I not doing? What am I doing? What have I not done? What have I done to cause this particular situation in my life? And there's so many biblical references to that. When things have gone wrong in a child of God's life and they check back in with God and God would, would tell them, this is where there's an issue. There's a problem in your camp. There's an issue in your camp and you need to take care of it. And this is why you're not winning. This is why you're losing. This is why your enemies have overtaken you. He will share with you. He will tell you. I'm not trying to live this life trying to figure out in my own strength what I need to know when I know that I have a father that knows all and see all. So I had to stop. I had to pause and I had to check back in with him to see exactly where there was issues in my camp. And when I did that, I was able to see that the issues that we were experiencing were things that I did wrong. And I was able to pray about them. We were able to pray about them as a family and come together and ask for forgiveness on those things so that we now can move forward by his grace and his mercy to press on forward through the circumstance, the situation, the obstacle, and overcome that thing. Because he's going to be with me. All he needs me to, to do is acknowledge it and ask for forgiveness, and then he can press on forward with me to where I need to go. So knowing God is key, ladies, in your life, knowing his voice, knowing who he is, knowing how he operates in your life is so key. There are so many scriptures where God is so detailed about everything. He is a God that cares about the details. There are so many times I read in the Old Testament where he describes how many feet he, he wants something built, the square footage, this cubit, that cubit. It's so much. Sometimes I just be skipping right over them verses because I'm like, Lord, I don't, I mean, those things are done, done, got built. I don't need to build them personally. So I just like skip over it because that's how detailed he is. So if he's a God that cares about the details, why would he let me go into a situation completely blind where I don't know what I have to do, where I don't know if I should move forward or backward or stay or go. So I have to check in with him. In those moments where I have now lost my footing, I'm like, okay, something transpired. Maybe I went my own way and I didn't go his way. Let me pause and find out. Let me go check in with my God and find out what changes do I need to make because I may have made a mistake or someone in my camp made a mistake. So I have to check in with him, right? And so he's so detailed, ladies. So check in with him. Check in with him. Pray about everything. Don't leave anything out. Give him everything, ladies, because at the end of the day, without him, where would we be? 
without him, think about your life when you didn't have him. Think about your life when you were striving in your flesh to uh, make things happen, where you were trying to do things in your own strength. Think, the, think about how far you were able to go when you were operating like that. So why would we continue that same um, behavior of trying to do things in our own strength to make things happen? I don't have time for that. I see what comes out of that. And let me tell you, I'm not trying to go back there, <laughs> right? And so I learned through my particular situation as we were making these transitions for our family, how to just check in with God and say, you know what, Lord, thank you for showing me that my consequences from a year ago, two years ago, have now shown itself and how to deal with it and how to proceed forward. And let me tell you guys what happened once my husband and I did that. He literally put someone in our path. Mind you, we didn't know it. We didn't ask for it. We didn't foresee it. But because we took accountability for our own actions, because we said, you know what, God, this is where we messed up at. He put someone in our path that literally has taken the load off of our shoulders in regards to our particular circumstances, situation to help us overcome and proceed forward into exactly what he has called for us to do in regards to our family. So ladies, when I tell you to stop for a moment, wait, be patient, don't worry, pray about it and let God lead you. That's exactly what I mean, because he will send reinforcements. He is not a God that will leave us out there on our own to just be overwhelmed and distraught and frustrated and not knowing what to do. That's not the type of God he is. In all 66 books of the Bible, he has shown himself strong. He has shown himself to be a God that cares about his children, a God that cares about his people. He did not send his son to die upon a cross, suffer and die, okay, on the third day to, to be arose again in fulfillment of the scripture, to now to forsake us and to leave us out into this world with zero to no guidance. He sent his Holy Spirit right after Christ left. He sent his Holy Spirit to comfort us, to give us exactly what we need, to show us where we want to go. He is a God that is a fire by night and a cloud by day in all of our situations when we allow him to take lead in our lives. So ladies, I encourage you, if you're experiencing a particular obstacle, a, a particular circumstance or a situation, trust God in that moment. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Seek his face and seek his peace. And I guarantee you, he will come forward and show you exactly what to do. Or he'll send reinforcements. He will send people your way to help you to carry that load so that you can press on forward to what he has called for you to do. He is not a God that will leave us out there in the world alone to try to figure this thing out for ourselves. That's not the God that I read in the Bible. He doesn't want us to strive in our own flesh to try to make things happen and try to put things together and do all that stuff. He's not in it and he won't be in it if we do that. He won't be in our striving in our flesh if we do that because our flesh can't bear anything good. Our flesh just can't. But when we are in tune with him, spirit to spirit, he will be that guide. He will lead us. He will direct us and he will show us the way. 
And so with that, our focal scripture for today is in John chapter six. And ladies, when I tell you to read this entire chapter, this entire chapter is long. (laughs) I'm only going to read up to um, verse 14, but I encourage you to read the entire chapter that ends at verse 70. You will not regret it. Hey ladies, we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back after this message. John chapter 6. Jesus crossed over to the far side of the Sea of Galilee, also known as the Sea of Tiberias. A huge crowd kept following him wherever he went because they saw his miraculous signs as he healed the sick. Then Jesus climbed a hill and sat down with his disciples around him. It was nearly time for the Jewish Passover celebration. Jesus soon saw a huge crowd of people coming to look for him. Turning to Philip, he asked, Where can we buy bread to feed all these people? He was testing Philip, for he already knew what he was going to do. Philip replied, Even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. Then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. There's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. But what good is that with this huge crowd? Tell everyone to sit down, Jesus said. So they all sat down on the grassy slopes. The men alone numbered about 5,000. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks to God, and distributed them to the people. Afterward, he did the same with the fish, and they all ate as much as they wanted. After everyone was full, Jesus told his disciples, Now gather the leftovers so that nothing is wasted. So they picked up the pieces and filled 12 baskets with scraps left by the people who had eaten from the five barley loaves. When the people saw him do this miraculous sign, They exclaimed, surely he is the prophet we have been expecting. When Jesus saw that they were ready to force him to be their king, he slipped away into the hills by himself. Ladies, as I meditated upon this particular scripture, you know, what stood out to me the most is when it said he was testing Philip. For he already knew what he was going to do. So often in life, right, we go through these challenges, these oppositions, these particular circumstances and situations that are presented before us. And we don't know that God is allowing these particular things to take place in order to test, right? He's allowing it in order to test where we are what we will respond with, how will we operate in that particular circumstance or situation. And I know some of you at this point will say, but wait a minute, the Bible says, you know, God doesn't test anyone and he doesn't test us, but he will allow a testing, right? Because he does have an enemy, remember that, and that enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And there are times he specifically comes to try to test our faith. But God will allow that testing. 
because that testing will do something in us. It will teach us. We will end up walking away prayerfully with a lesson that we will remain in us. As we continue to do this thing called life, we won't forget. We won't forget how to operate through our circumstances and situations because we know that the same God that got us through that particular test will be the same God that will get us through this one. So the fact that he knew already what he was going to do, but he asked Philip, where can we buy bread to feed all these people? So ladies, when that stood out to me, it it was a reminder to me that God knows all things. Why stress, right? Why get anxiety and why be anxious and all that other stuff for something that he already knows? He already knows the the beginning. He already knows the ending. He already knows the present, the future. He knows it all. So why get caught up in the feeling of anxiety, emotions, fear, doubts, frustration, with at the end of the day, he already has a plan. He knows what to do, right? He has that plan written out before we are even in our mother's womb. So who better than to check in with than with the one who has the plan already written out. So I don't want to strive in my own flesh trying to figure out where to buy or what to do when he already has the plan. So I check in with him, right? (laughs) So, okay, let me go to him and find out exactly what I need to do in order to get through this particular test, in order to get through this particular opposition, in order to get through this particular challenge. Another thing that stood out with, to me was the fact that Andrew, Peter's brother, who spoke up, said, yeah, this boy right here, he has this, he has that, but what good is it? Because there's so many people here. What good is these things that we have here? And it was such a reminder to me that how sometimes we limit our gifts. Sometimes we limit ourselves and we, we minimize that. Oh, what can that do? What can that do? What can that little thing that I have do? What can this little blog do? What can this little thing, this little platform that I have on social media do? Minimizing ourselves, minimizing the call that God has placed on our lives, minimizing what he's given us, right? Because it doesn't look as something big enough that would be able to feed thousands. And then he takes those very things that we minimize and that we lessen and shows us how he can feed a multitude of people. Because with God, he is a God of increase. When he's a part of every and anything, it increases to a certain magnitude that it can feed thousands, it can feed millions, it can feed hundreds of thousands. So why minimize what he's given us? Why minimize? And so often we do that, ladies, especially when we're going through an opposition, a challenge, a circumstance, then we allow ourselves to start to minimize who we are. Our self-confidence gets low, right? Our self-esteem gets low. We start to have depression and anxiety, all those things. Fear starts to creep in to minimize who we are. What can he do with us, right? What can he do with my little gift? What can he do with my, with my little book that I haven't written yet? I've been hiding. What can he do? Because we're experiencing opposition. So now those things that he's called for us to do seems little because the opposition seems so great. But he wants us to know that with the little that we have, he is able to multiply that thing in such a way 
that the little can feed a multitude of people. That that thing that you have that it seems little in your eyes is actually so great that it can be multiplied, multiplied to feed thousands. It was such a reminder to me, ladies, that what we see, God doesn't see. His thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our ways. And so therefore, when we're going through our opposition, a challenge, a circumstance, a situation, let's check in with him. Let's find out exactly what he needs for us to do in order to move forward. Because we can very well have the exact same thing in our hands that is able to free us from that particular opposition we are going through. So ladies, take that scripture, read it more for yourself. Remember, read the entire chapter. It will bless your soul, okay? Because that chapter has so many nuggets in it. But as I proceed on with this conversation, another thing that I was able to learn, specifically after reading this whole um, of John chapter 6, is not to rely on a system that is designed for us to fail because that system ain't a system that we can count on, okay? There's a lot of things within our world that isn't just. And we have a number of systems in this world that aren't just systems. There aren't systems that we can look to to attain justice because anything man puts their hands to is going to be flawed, period. Okay, it's going to be flawed. So we can't put our hope in man to be able to attain and achieve some of the things that we want to attain and achieve. There are certain things that we're literally just going to have to count on God for to make a way because the systems that are designed by man, some of these systems are filled with hatred, are filled with um, racism, are filled with uh sexism are filled with so many things that are aimed at keeping a certain population down, right? Because that's just human nature. It's human nature for one specific person to try to attain power to put another person under some form of oppression, right? We would like to think that we will be able to live in a utopian society where, you know, everyone is equal and we are all just living a blessed life and we're all being able to do good things. That is, that would be amazing, but that will never happen until the Prince of Peace returns, okay? But at the end of the day, I just want to make this known. If you're relying on whatever system designed by the hands of man to help you and support you, to get to wherever you need to get to, you are counting on the wrong thing. Because anything man put their hand to will only get to a certain point. Just a number of things can go wrong when you count on the systems of man, okay? So at the end of the day, we live in a world where we have to utilize these systems. It's okay. We have to utilize them, right? But at the end of the day, don't count on them for your freedom. Don't count on them to be just to you. Don't count on them to think and see you more than what you are. Sometimes you're just a social security number. 
Sometimes you're just your date of birth. Sometimes you're just the amount of money you have in your account. Sometimes you're just your credit rating and that's all you are. So if that's the case, you have to now ensure that you're doing what is right so that you never have to count on this system in order to open up doors for you so you can do whatever it is that God has called for you to do. Because if you're counting on this system to put you in a place where God has called for you to do something, you are sadly mistaken because these systems have been designed by the God of this world, which is Satan, the enemy of God himself. The fifth thing that I've learned, stop working on other people's timeline for your life, ladies. Okay. You know me. I love learning from other people. I love the power of storytelling. I believe in it so greatly. I believe in the ability to hear someone's story and that story have the power to transform my life and to transform my thinking. But one thing that I know that I know never to do is allow that person's timeline to be my timeline. Okay. So for example, if the person was able to attain a goal at 35 years old and here I am 38 and I have not attained that goal that I wanted to attain. Am I going to allow that thing to put me down and to get me down? Absolutely not. Because at the end of the day, if I look at their story and I'm using it as a blueprint of inspiration, as a guide, and maybe even my map, I know that I know it's not my story. It's their story. So I have to be prepared for my own detours in life. I have to be prepared for when obstacles, circumstances, and situations come about that may pull me away from a specific timeline of achieving a certain goal by a certain time. So I have to be flexible and know that my goals are my goals. My timeline is my timeline. My blueprint is my blueprint. Last but certainly not least, when things don't happen as you plan it, don't give up. Keep pressing forward. Just because something is not going the way I desire for it to go, ladies, doesn't mean that God is telling me that that plan is not for me. It doesn't mean that he's telling me that what he has called for me to do is not going to happen. What it does mean is that I have an obstacle. I have a situation. And like Christ, when he was out there and there were thousands of people following him and those people were hungry because they were sitting out there for hours and he had to feed them. Guess what? It didn't mean that he wasn't supposed to be out there. It didn't mean that he wasn't supposed to be teaching. What it did mean is that he had to do something. And through that something, it was going to be a lesson for the disciples that were with him. And through that something, and when they were able to do it, they learned a great lesson. They learned a lesson that not only changed their lives, but it also change the people's point of view as they began to see like, whoa, this man can work miracles. He is the prophet that we've been waiting for. And so just because that I'm experiencing my own trials, my tribulations, my own oppositions, I have thousands of things that I need to do, but I don't seem to have the resources in order to do them. Does it mean that I'm supposed to stop doing what I'm doing? 
What it does mean is I'm supposed to use the little that God has given me, the things that he's placed inside of me, and to keep pressing forward, to check in with him on the plan, see what he has for me, make sure that I'm going in the right direction and keep pressing forward. It doesn't mean that I should stop. It doesn't mean that I am not called to do what I have been called to do. But what it does mean is reevaluate, check in, and keep pushing forward. So I hope this particular episode was a blessing to you ladies that, hey, it's not working, but that doesn't mean that you stop. You keep pressing forward. You keep going. You check in with God and do whatever it is that he's called for you to do and use what he's given you to use in order to see those things that he's called for you to do manifested in your life and in the lives of all the other people attached to you. Because we aren't doing this thing just for ourselves. We aren't claiming victorious living just for ourselves. We aren't claiming to live this life and life more abundantly just for ourselves, but for all those people who look to us to eat from our trees, to eat from the wisdom that we have, to eat and taste and see that God is good. So ladies, if it's not working, it's okay. It is okay. Reevaluate, reassess. Take what you have, listen to the voice of God, and keep pressing forward. Have an amazing day, ladies. Talk to you soon. Well, ladies, thank you for tuning in. I hope this episode blessed you as much as it did me. Before we depart, a quick reminder to head on over to the show notes where you will find all the info to keep in contact with being Eve and to learn more about our guests. Make sure to let them know being Eve sent you. Last but certainly not least, ladies, don't forget to review, share, and subscribe. This is your opportunity to let the whole world know where we gather for absolutely free. As always, ladies, please continue to love, live, and thrive without losing the authentic you.